Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brennan, you could open up with that song every day if you wanted, and I'd love it. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott joining you. This is Oilers Now, presented by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. From the Joshua Tree, the streets have no name. Brennan, take us down it trip down memory lane. Yeah, 1987, it, it was the third U2 album to chart number one in the UK, and uh, first album to sell over a million CDs in particular, the Joshua Tree. And you know what, Bob, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, after that performance last night, I wonder whether it would have been more appropriate to uh, open with. Still haven't found what I'm looking for, because yeah, I don't well, know that Edmonton's quite there yet. I think uh, Bono once said he hopes he never does find what he's looking for that life's supposed to be an endless search or I don't know some mumbo jumbo like that anyhow look this is Oilers now we got a lot to get to including what was a thrilling uh, at times ugly and in the end beautiful result for the Edmonton Oilers to pick up their 40th win of the season against the San Jose Sharks uh, we have a lengthy recap coming up for you uh, we're gonna have some fun we're gonna open up the phone lines today at 12:35. you can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline 780-496-0063 George Thurgood and the Destroyers take the stage at the River Cree, May 4th. Info and tickets at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. So texts and calls between 1230 and 1 o'clock. We flipped Frank Cervalli uh, for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. He'll join us on tomorrow's show. Mark Spector uh, will swing by today at 105. He's uh, just over at Roger's Place as we speak. And Speck's appearances are brought to you by Aquarian Renovations. And then uh, we'll get an opportunity to talk to University of Alberta head coach Ian Herbers, former Edmonton player and assistant coach, head coach of the Golden Bears, who under uh, Ian have now made it to three straight championship. Actually, you know what? Under Ian, the Golden Bears have played in five straight national championship games. The problem for Alberta is they won in back-to-back years in 14-15. 
they've lost the last three years uh, that they've made it to the national championship final. And those have been the Golden Bears as a program have played in four straight. Um, this was, by my count, a rebuilding year, and I believe that recruiting's already started. Ian's going to have some... In- there, there was some really wild things that happened, and actually something I'm going to get you guys uh, out there listening right now to potentially participate in. Brendan, what do you think? Like, We'll get to the San Jose-Edmonton game momentarily. Is there ever a time you shouldn't shake hands? Like, have you have you played men's league where there's an expectation after a game you're supposed to... Like, I can tell you, I played from roughly 86 until 2002. Okay, so from when I was 20 until I got too fat at 36. And there were three or four times, even in... I mean, I played in leagues. I played in, you know, gentlemen's agreements where it was, you know, we had ice, the other team had ice. We, we'd play a, a schedule of, you know, 35, 40 games a year. And there was probably two or three times a year that... Now, this is just a pickup, you know, beer league hockey. But even in that level, there was times that we did not shake hands just because things got a little nasty and just, all right, hey, everybody go in their way. So nobody say anything stupid afterwards. Uh, this was at a national championship, and Prince Edward Island was the host institution. And their coach, pretty much post-game, if you heard his comments, enabled his team throughout the process of that game. Is there ever a time where you should just say, screw it, we can't afford the risk. We're playing one more game here. They're not. But that that's it right there. That's the key right there. Is, is It wasn't Ian Herbers disrespecting them or responding to PEI in any way. It wasn't him backing down from the physical challenge of that. It's that they had a national championship to play for the next day, and the host team did not. So why would you bother? And, and, right. You know, Jaden Platts is, is six foot four plus, and he could have done away with the problem right then and yes, there he had he not worried about not being able to play the next day. They had something to lose. I can remember when Rob Dom was the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, Bob McCowan lit him up on his national show, which was before my show on the other station, because Rob wanted to bring fighting back in university hockey, because he wanted the players to be accountable. And I do think that we've got a generation of some fans who do not believe that players should police themselves. And I will tell you, in youth sports, what ends up happening is the policing gets done by the officials on the ice because there is no outlet for the players, okay? And so when you have games that are runaways, and that game is a runaway Saturday, really cheap, dirty, greasy stuff goes on. And there's, you just have to, so the more skilled team takes, that's why, and, and, you know, the major part of the reason why the Quebec League has banned fighting Who's paying for the Quebec League? The taxpayers. It's not as profitable as the other two major junior leagues. That league is being propped up by the taxpayers, which, by the way, means that you're paying for it here in Alberta, indirectly. Okay? Because they get money from the provincial government in Quebec. Where does the provincial money, uh, where, where does some, not all, but some of the coffers get loaded up for Quebec? Figure it out. But that's what's happening. They're underwriting the league. They're getting political pressure, so they've taken fighting out of the game. Maybe I'm just a Neanderthal, but I think most people would suggest that actually paid, played the game uh, at, a, at, a, at a somewhat competitive level. The players ultimately need to be policing themselves. And what happens and has happened in university sport for over 35 years now 
because I think it. I think they took fighting out in about 85, 86, or 86, 87. It might have even been before that. Is you have a lot of guys that are five foot ten, five foot eleven that run around, that stick guys, that hit guys late, that run goalies, and there's no accountability. And if you do that in major junior, at least if you used to do that in major junior, a six foot two or six foot three guy would string you out, take you out of their mix, and feed you. How many of you listening to this show love that Ryan Nugent Hopkins at six feet stepped up and took care of business with Justin Hall? If that one incident didn't forever further the passionate love for Ryan Nugent Hopkins in this market, I don't know. I mean, he tuned Justin Hall in that fight. Okay. So, you know, and, and so I guess I'm circling back to you. There is no recourse. You're not allowed to fight. So you can't defend your team. Because I'll tell you what would happen, Brendan. If there was fighting in new sports, you know what the U of A would do? They'd go out and recruit the best fighters that aren't going on to major or are not going on to minor pro that want to go to school. I'm serious. That's what they would do. Because you target all the other positions, goaltenders, defensemen, skill forwards, you know, penalty killing uh, specialists. What do you think? Out to lunch or... No, and, and and if further to this whole lack of accountability, the kid played the next game. The kid played for bronze the next day after sucker punching a goaltender in the midst of a scrum on video with plenty of different angles. Uh, goaltender goes into concussion protocol. It wasn't as if there was without fallout there. So I don't know what U Sport is trying to endorse by allowing that to to like. There was not enough discipline, in my opinion, and I'm sure in the opinion of most, handed out on that one play via penalties that he shouldn't have been looked at suspension for the next game, if not further. If you and the NHL purposely run the goaltending on a Magic major major penalty. And if you sucker punch a player unsuspecting, it's an automatic major player. The guy got three minors on the sequence. Uh, shaking hands to me falls in the category of national anthems, free games, completely pointless. But your point of the players policing is a must. Too many players wait for the ref to be the tough guys. That one comes to us from JB. Uh, another texter on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Absolutely, go Hopkins. Fighting is a part of hockey. It's it's not hockey without it. Again, you can text us on the Ashley. Bob, uh, the U of A results in the playoffs still trump Toronto's playoff results. Okay? You can keep texting us. we got a lot of people here. Uh, hell yeah, I wouldn't shake hands with those losers. The PI players sucker punched the goaltender. They were lucky there was no brawl. I would have done exactly what Ian Herbers did, full support. And again, I waited until today because I didn't want to do it on a game day. Uh, but lots of different uh, shaking hands is showing good sportsmanship. If there isn't sportsmanship during the game, there shouldn't be after the game as well. That's the range. Another guy texts says, why are we talking about this uh, a couple of days later? Again, I wanted to wait till a non-Oilers game day. At this time, uh, and again, we got Ian Herbers coming up at 135. I, 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 to me, it's fundamental. Players need to police themselves. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments. Um, and no interest for a year. That's a build legacy, legacy heating and cooling. We will tell you, uh, Ryan McLeod, they're just filtering on the ice over at Rogers Place. Ryan McLeod, so far, not on the ice yet. 
So we'll continue to monitor that situation because uh, he's an important guy for Edmonton. Let's get into it. A recap of a wild night, and then we're going to have some thoughts of the game itself. It is our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. Here is a lengthy recap of what was a fun game last night at Rogers Place, the Oilers and the Sharks. It's the Edmonton Oilers. It's the San Jose Sharks here at Rogers Place. Haas over to the slot. Shoots. Scores. In the high slot was Tomas Hurdle. And he goes stick side on Campbell. It's 1-0 San Jose. Upon video review, the play was deemed to be offside. Therefore, we have no goal. Well, how about that? The left wing. Barabanov will get it out. Now to Hurdle. Into the oiler end, will shoot it, pad save, rebound, scores! Barabanov followed it up. He got the rebound off a pad save from Campbell. He puts it in, it's 1-0 San Jose. It's sent to the middle, here's Fogel's side of the net, scores! Right at the side of the goal was Bukestad, and he's able to shovel it home. I didn't have to do much on that play. Uh, yeah, Mark made a great play off the wall, and uh, Fogel found me back door. So, uh, still almost missed it. Put it <laughs> hit Reimer's stick, and um, you know, thankfully it went in. Right wing, top of the circle. McDavid in front of the net, tipped on goal. Scores! That puck was redirected. It hit Reimer. It went up in the air and into the San Jose has used their coach's challenge to determine if there was goaltender interference prior to the goal. Here's the call. Upon video review, the goaltender was not able to do his job within the blue paint. Therefore, we have no goal. Goal interference. Holds onto it. He'll shoot it. Tipped on net. Save made by Reimer. And the rebound comes out. Yamamoto scores! Kyler Yamamoto gives the keeping it in, and he'll go to the right wing corner, he'll get it into the slot, Johnson scores! Takes a snapshot right in the slot. Went stick side on Campbell, this game's tied at two. Upon video review, there was goaltender interference. Therefore, we have no goal. Okay, like I said, you never know how it's gonna go. Right through the middle, Lorenz will come in, he'll shoot, oh, rebound scores! After a great save by Campbell, Stephen Lorenz got his own rebound and ties the game at two. That was a nice looking play for the Sharks, but Oilers defended it poorly. Puck brought right in front of that, Carlson's all alone, he scores! Eric Carlson, wide open, in front of the Edmonton home Goes to the left wing corner. He'll cut to the net. The backhand scores! Matias Ekholm took it to the net. And a little backhand has tied the game at three. Well, the presence of mind for Matias Ekholm to recognize, hey, let's get it on the goal here. Barafanov with it on the right wing to the slot. Carlson scores! Got it in the slot, one-timered it through traffic. It's 4-3 San Jose. Just broken up in the last second by Carlson, and he'll bring it out. He's got Gregor with him. In over the line, pass to Gregor, scores! Noah Gregor off the right wing, got that pass and one-timered it in. It's 5-3 for the Sharks. Upon video review, the play was deemed to be offside. Therefore, we have no goal. 
Okay. 4-3. Sharks Oilers down by one here in the third to the blue line of McDavid. Left wing, Ekholm. He'll walk to the net. Scores! Matthias Ekholm! He just hammered that thing upstairs! This game's going to need a little extra time. But a pass up the right wing to Nurse. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! Darnell Nurse ends the game in overtime. Oilers win 5-4. Oh, what a sloppy affair. But they got the win. Jay Woodcroft, after the game, says the Oilers didn't play great. We didn't play the game we wanted to play in the first two periods, and I thought um, we could do better. But we also knew that the, what the stakes of tonight were, which is that two points were on the table, and I think you have to give our players credit for finding a way to get those two points. But nobody is um, nobody's blind to the fact that we have to fix some things. Jay Woodcroft started off as a video coach for the Detroit Red Wings. He had these comments on a video review crew with the Oilers, Jeremy Kupal, Noah Siegel. They went three for three last night. Uh, we have two video coaches uh, that do a really good job for us, and uh, we have a process that we believe in. We spend a lot of time studying what gets called uh, around the league. Um, we ask a lot of questions, and in the end, um, when you do your work like that, when the pressure time comes, we have a process that we follow, and tonight we were proven right on a few, And um, but it wouldn't happen without... Uh, Jeremy and and Noah. Uh, Jay Woodcroft also uh, had these thoughts on Jack Campbell's performance last night. Jack was like the rest of our team. He found a way to win the game uh, on a non-perfect night, but I thought uh, for him and his self-confidence uh, to find a way to get the two points for the team, that's all he cares about. Matthias Ekholm, two more goals last night. He had these comments after the game on his offensive outburst. Yeah, don't get used to it with me, I guess. Um, I don't big. I heard it was the second multi-goal game of my career. So um, I guess things are clicking, and, and that's nice. I'll try to enjoy that and keep that moving. But um, I think we have good depth on this team. I think we showed it tonight. I think we can contribute from the back end. I think we have um, great guys um, up front that can do it. So I, it's, it's going to be a team effort, and especially come playoffs. I, I know how big that is because... Obviously, anyone that plays Edmonton are going to have a, a, a pretty heavy emphasis on those two guys, and, and we all the other guys need to, to step up. All right, uh, let's talk about stepping up. Here's the breakdown. So the Oilers traded for Matthias Ekholm the end of February, February 28th, and got him in the lineup March 1st against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Oilers have gone 8-2 and two since Ekholm's been in the lineup. Matthias Ekholm has three goals, nine points, is plus 15 in 10 games. Tyson Berry went the other way. Tyson Berry has a goal, three points, and is minus two in the same 10 games uh, that he's played for Nashville. So uh, I didn't see this sort of offensive productivity, but I did think he'd help settle things down. That's what he's done. It is 12:25 in Edmonton. That's the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Work, where when we come back, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. And we head into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the staff of Elite Elite Edmonton owned and operated your local brand and 
merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brennan Escott. Not much doing news-wise. 13 games, though, across the schedule tonight. Uh, Seattle in Dallas. Keep an eye on that one for playoff purposes, Oilers fans. Uh, Vancouver, home to Vegas as well. And Calgary visiting Anaheim, licking their wounds after a big loss in Los Angeles last night. Fanatics is taking over as the official jersey sponsor of the NHL beginning in 2024. That is the same company that has been manufacturing the league's, um, uh, they call it the Authentic Pro Apparel line since 2018. So they've been doing business with them for a while, but we will soon see uh, away with the Adidas jerseys. Bakersfield getting Abbotsford tomorrow in California. And the Oil Kings wrapping up the regular season this week. Starts with a back-to-back. They're on the road tonight in Swift Current and tomorrow in Medicine Hat. All right. Uh, 1228 off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And then when we come back, you, you can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We can discuss Matthias Eckholm, concerns perhaps on Jack Campbell. That's what I'm getting on the text line on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Your thoughts on the orders as we head for the playoff run. You're listening to orders now.